Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Unknown. As always, I'm your host, Simon Wimes here, one of my writers. In this case, Katie has written me a script that we're going to decode. The legend of the Chupacabra, separating myth from reality. I'm not really... Chupacabra, I don't really know much about it. I feel that this is quite an American one, isn't it? It's like, or Mexican? Is it Mexican, the Chupacabra? I don't know very much about this. What I do know is it's probably, there's probably not a lot of reality. Is it a goat? Does it eat goats? There's something to do with goats. I'm pretty sure. It doesn't matter. Let's just jump in, shall we? What is something that our cryptid friends have in common? We're talking Bigfoot, Nessie, the Yeti, and Chums. Well, let me guess, they're not real. <laughs> I'd say that apart from the stories that have been passed down about the creatures, the whole otherworldly appeal of them is that there has never been much in the way of physical evidence proving their existence. No bodies, nothing useful like hair or poop, no good videos or even photos that can't be explained as hoaxes. Of course, lack of evidence doesn't definitively prove anything, but what if there was a cryptid with not just hundreds of verified victims to its name, but also multiple sightings that have been caught on camera? Really? Does it even count as a cryptid anymore? Let's investigate the story of El Chupacabra. Um, okay. <laughs> Shows how little I know about this. Maybe this is a real thing. Surely it's like, if there's like victims and stuff, it's some other beast. I mean, or maybe the Chupacabra is just some... I don't know. Look, I don't know anything about this, so let's just carry on. I'm open to be persuaded that it's real, though. Always. I'm excited for something to be real. So far... I don't really believe in very much. A lot of the more well-known cryptids have become popular because they are figures that have existed in our cultural and oral history for a long time. Large human-like apes such as Bigfoot pop up all over the world under various names, and stories of these creatures can be traced back sometimes many hundreds of years. The Loch Ness Monster was thought to potentially be a surviving plesiosaur, meaning its ancestry would have gone back for millions of years. That's not the case for today's subject, though. While you might be familiar with the Latin American Chupacabra and assume it's a long-standing member of the gang, this fella definitely is the new kid on the monster block, as it only came crashing into the public awareness in the mid-1990s. It's so recent. This means it's younger than Jurassic Park, the mighty morphing Power Rangers, and even Simon Whistler. That's right. <laughs> Feeling old. Jurassic Park. I remember seeing that as, as, as a kid. 1993 Jurassic Park? I was six? Okay. So how did the legend of the Chupacabra begin? Let's start with its name. It's pretty good and fun to say, especially if you're using a scary voice. Let's try that again. Chupacabra. Chupacabra? 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 Translated from Spanish, the verb chupar means to suck. So those little lollipops called chupa chups mean sucky suck. Well, that makes sense. Well, maybe they do. That's my own translation. Okay. Well, they actually Spanish or is chop chop chops could just be some brand. Anyway, cabra means goat. I knew there was something to do with goats. Doesn't cabron mean goats? Cabra? I don't know. So put it together and what do you have? Goat sucker. And what is a goat sucker, you might be wondering? Well, according to many people, starting in Puerto Rico and eventually hopping across to mainland America, both south and north, it's an aggressive, creepy-looking monster that first came to the public's attention after a series of brutal attacks on goats where the lifeblood was literally drained out of them. What is lifeblood? <laughs> How is the lifeblood? Lifeblood implies like something spiritual, but it's just blood, because blood gives you life. 
While not solely a goat sucker, the chupacabra also attacked and killed a variety of other livestock. However, chupapolo, chicken sucker, or chupaganado, cattle sucker, doesn't have the same ring to it. Chupacabra. The credit for this catchy name has been given to Silverio Perez, a comedian from Puerto Rico who was commenting on the news reports of the animal attacks going on at the time. In 1995, Puerto Rico was suffering from a barrage of strange attacks on farm animals and livestock, with an article in the Washington Post from December of that year stating that by some estimates, over a thousand animals had been killed and locals were terrified that attacks on humans wouldn't be too far behind. People started seeing the creature behind the attacks, which was described by one witness, Missile Negron, as three or four feet tall with skin like that of a dinosaur. It's somehow creepier that it's small, like this tiny little dinosaur creature. In my mind, it's bigger than me. Like, it would, it would stand at, like, I don't know, eight foot or something. That's what I imagine a chupacabra is, even though I have no idea what a chupacabra is. But it's always bigger in my mind. It's kind of, like, yeti-sized. Um, the, 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 the yeti is the um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot size. It had bright red eyes the size of hen's eggs, long fangs, and multicolored spikes down its head and back. It sounds like a mini dinosaur. Madeline Tolentino saw the creature too and provided the description for what would become the best-known eyewitness version of the creature. She said it was like a kangaroo without a tail, and according to writer and investigator Benjamin Radford, the beast she saw had dark eyes that went up to the temples and spread around the sides. It was a biped approximately four feet tall that had thin arms and legs with three fingers or toes at the end of each. It had no ears or nose, but instead two small air holes and long spikes down its back. <laughs> sounds cool. It sounds fucking creepy. Also, how do you know? Like, you you would be just be like terrified of this thing. You're not counting its toes and fingers, are you? While this may sound fantastical, the idea that a mystery animal or potentially extraterrestrial creature was feasting on Puerto Rican goats really got under some people's skin. Even Averto, who investigated some of the killings, was perplexed by what he was seeing. Carlos Soto was quoted as saying, In each case, the cause of death were two deep puncture wounds under the right side of the neck. The wounds extended into the animal's brains, killing them instantly. Oh my, those are some big teeth. They weren't compatible with the bite of a dog, a monkey, or any animal I've ever studied. Intriguing. The attacks were affecting so many people in Puerto Rico's rural communities that the mayor, who was known as Kimo Soto, I don't know if he was related to the vet or not, took a posse of around 200 people, including armed police, prison guards, and normal members of the public, into the forest on some sort of beast-hunting safari, using a goat in a cage as bait. This just sounds really dangerous. Everyone's just getting their guns and going into the forest to look for a monster. They're going to end up killing each other by accident. Did they find the chupacabra? Luckily for the sacrificial goat, they did not, but that didn't stop Mayor Soto organizing more expeditions as time went on. He firmly believed that this thing was real, or at least there was something out there that was behind all the animal deaths. Yeah, it's totally believable. It could be like a wolf with big fangs or something weird. Like, I definitely don't think it's extraterrestrial. It could be some, like, just mutant goat, uh, mutant wolf baby or something? I don't know. After a while, these attacks died down, and it seems that the chupacabra migrated to mainland South America with a spate of animal attacks and sightings of a strange creature across Chile in the spring of the year 2000. The creature was said to be hairy and humanoid with large glowing eyes. It was also described as reptilian, with some witnesses even saying it had wings. Maybe this is some crazy cryptid crossover, and what these people were seeing wasn't the chupacabra, but actually the mothman. 
There's an episode on the Mothman somewhere in the DTU back catalog if you want to check that out. This made me want to catch up with the Mothman, which is a live stream of the Mothman statue to see what's going on in Mount Pleasant, and after only four minutes, a group of three people were checking the statue, so I guess Mothy is still going strong. I've totally forgotten what that's all about. There was a there's a Mothman. There is a Mothman statue, right? And there's people Okay. <laughs> Just you spent four minutes watching the Mothman statue? Okay. Now I kind of want to go look up the Mothman statue though. <laughs> Anyway, back to the Chupacabra. Some of these sightings in Chile are quite hilarious, by the way, with one reported witness describing the creature as looking like a centaur without a nose about 90 centimeters in height. A little noseless centaur, how cute. The Chupacabra had also developed a liking for dogs at that point, as most of the reports detail seeing dead dogs or bloodless dogs nearby. Also, interestingly, multiple witnesses began linking NASA to the situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like, oh, let's throw in some more ridiculousness. Why not? Side note, for some reason, I thought NASA stood for North American Space Agency, and I literally just found out that it stands for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Oh, no, I definitely knew that. I mean, I'm pretty sure I knew that. If someone, now I don't know if someone asked me. Okay, National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Yeah, I feel like I knew that. I was closing my eyes and seeing if I could remember it. This seems like I'm not the only one who just likes randomly admitting gaps in my knowledge while reading scripts. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. You make me feel better. Anyway, in May of 2000, witnesses confirmed that they saw three captured creatures, presumably chupacabras, being loaded into containers that had been specifically flown in. The containers were marked NASA on the sides. It was also claimed that eggs had been found. A reporter from Chile's EFE news agency called Marcel Campos Maza wrote, Residents of Kalama and nearby communities continued to blame NASA for the apparitions and attacks of the mysterious chupacabras, uh, which had killed many farm animals in the region and other parts of Chile. Their bodies completely exsanguinated and undevoured by by the mysterious predator. It said that the captured animal was kept all day at the regiment's barracks until NASA experts arrived to take it away. Look, if NASA wants to keep this under wraps, which you can presume they would, because otherwise they'd be like, yeah, we came and took the chupacabras away, maybe they would do it without the, the cages that had NASA spray painted on the side, because the people at NASA don't have tiny brains. Chileans then started accusing NASA of having created the Chupacabra through genetic experiments, which eventually escalated to the point of NASA having to officially respond to the claims. You might be unsurprised to hear that they denied them. Why do you even reply, NASA? Isn't this the sort of thing where you're like, don't reply? Just, it's ridiculous. By replying, it even somehow gives it some insane amount of legitimacy, which obviously it doesn't in any way. But it's like, why are you replying, NASA? Just don't reply. Just ignore it. Anytime people crit, just ignore it and it goes away. Now the Chupacabra decided to pack its stuff into a little cloth and tie it to the end of a stick and head off to pastures new, North America, to be precise. What is it with that? Like, I've got that in my mind now. You remember, like, it was something that I'd always, I haven't thought about since I was a childhood. But, like, when people would pack up and move away, they'd, like, wrap their belongings in a cloth, put it on the end of a stick, and then carry it over their shoulder while tied to a stick. Is that an efficient way to carry things or something? It just seems a little bit ridiculous. It was falsely identified in 2003 when a photo went viral on the early internet showing a man holding up a gross, weird-looking, decapitated creature's head. I don't know why this was ever attached to Chupacabra as it looks more humanoid than animal, but it did stoke rumors for a while. <laughs> I hope people looked into that dude. <laughs> He's got just a humanoid head. 
until the slightest amount of research proved that it was just part of an artist called Charlie White's In a Matter of Days exhibit, and the head itself was an artificial prop. Good, glad they checked that out. The picture is called Highland Park if you want to look it up. After lying low for a few years, the actual chupacabra pops up in 2004 and gets back to its bloodthirsty ways, attacking animals all over the place from Texas to Maine. However, it also seems to take on a totally new look. From here on out, the chupacabra is described as walking or running on four legs rather than the bipedal version from Puerto Rico. The glowing eyes don't feature as prominently, and wings don't appear at all anymore. As for the back spikes, forget about it. This version is more dog or wolf-like, with sharp fangs and claws, but it usually isn't hairy at all. And here's where the chupacabra breaks from the pack of do-they-exist cryptids to the what-the-heck-is-that mainstream. In 2007, Phyllis Canyon from Texas had been plagued by a series of deaths in a chicken coop. In total, she lost 28 chickens, all attacked at the throat, but left where they fell. She then found the corpse of a mysterious creature that looked like nothing she'd ever seen before. According to the Huffington Post, the strange beast, quote, weighed about 40 pounds with steel blue eyes, a snout with an overbite, and strange skin closer to an elephant's epidermis than the hair associated with canines like wolves or coyotes. It only had three toes on each front paw and many fewer teats, marking it out as different from a typical canine. Because of the weird color of the skin and eyes, it garnered the nickname of the Texas Blue Dog, and Canyon had it taxidermy to put in a living room where it resides to this day. Oh my, that's weird. A similar-looking beast was taxidermied in 2009, again in Texas. This time, the body was found after someone left out poison after another run on a chicken house. Jerry Iyer, a taxidermist who is extremely familiar with dead coyotes, stuffing between 50 and 20 every year. <laughs> Taxidermying is that's a weird job is convinced it wasn't your common or garden canine. He told the Los Angeles Times, The footpads are different. They're rather bulbous. And this has longer legs by a few inches. It has a little fuzz around the feet, almost like little socks of fur, and there's a little hair up the backbone. Very odd looking. Another chupacabra was photographed running off in 2019 near Houston in Texas again. I mean, this thing has been spotted in more places than Texas, but these seem to be the best documented examples. A quick Google search, however, brings up similar examples in Oklahoma, both Carolinas and Kansas. In 2022, a weird figure was spotted outside the Amarillo Zoo, again in Texas, leading some people to suggest it was the OG version of the chupacabra back to reclaim its rightful spot. Okay. Hello. <laughs> It's a creepy looking thing, isn't it? But it could just be a person. I mean, it does look very humanoid. It's a very blurry picture taken at night. I assume we're showing a bit of it on the screen right now. Zoom right in on that. I mean, I just think that's kind of like a blurry person with long hair and it looks like it's got a snout and ears and stuff. But that just could be artifacting of the camera or something like that. I'm not, that's, that's not very compelling, is it? So what's going on? We have eyewitness accounts, we have videos, we have photographs, we even have actual bodies of things people think are chupacabras, which is a million times more evidence than we have for any other cryptid. And yet chupacabras are still counted in the list of mythical or pseudoscientific animals. Why is that? Well, I guess it's time to get on with some decoding. Yeah, okay, I'm like, it does seem that something's going on here. I don't think it's a new species that we haven't discovered. I think it's probably just like weird versions of current species that are just like a bit weren't made properly. Chupacabras are real, kind of. 
Here's the main takeaway. Chupacabras are sort of real. And I don't mean that in an oh my god, they finally admitted a legendary monster is real kind of way. I mean it more in a there are real creatures sucking on goats and they may look a bit weird and they but they aren't actually supernatural kind of way. Sorry about that. So let's go back to the start. While I'm sure the world animals have been preying on livestock for all time, why did this behavior suddenly start spooking people out in Puerto Rico so much that even the mayor was convinced that some sort of paranormal creature was involved? It's really a combination of things. First, it was the large number of attacks on goats, chicken, cattle, and dogs, where the animals would be killed but not eaten. Then the vet reported some weird injuries on his victims, and this, coupled with a few sightings of a very strange sounding creature, rang those alien alarm bells like nobody's business. In reality, though, we can explain the panic in Puerto Rico as a mix of hysteria and exaggeration, with a few animal deaths thrown in as well. Yes, farm animals and other livestock were being attacked, but was it by a thing that looked like a spiky kangaroo with glowing eyes? No. This part of the story is actually pretty funny, as it shows how far our memories can be influenced or tricked into conflating things or just misremembering or creating our own realities if we're not sure what we're seeing. It also shows how urban legends are born. So the Chupacabra was on the loose in Puerto Rico in 1995. Do you remember what other supernatural creature was on the loose across movie screens worldwide in 1995? That was Syl from Species. Oh, I've never seen Species. It's a sci-fi movie, right? Let's take a look at how the witness Madeline Tolentino described her Chupacabra and compare it against the human-alien hybrid creature from the movie. Quote, Dark eyes that went up the temples and spread around the sides. Check. Thin arms and legs. Check. No ears or nose, but instead two small air holes and long spikes down, it ba down its back. Well, Sil had ears in the alien form, but apart from that, checkity check check. Yeah. Okay, so she's just conflating. She's seen the movie, she was scared, and she's like, Oh my god, I saw that creature from the movie in my backyard! What sort of... How can you be so irrational to not be like, Oh no, it's not real, it's a movie. Like, what? <laughs> so could Madeline have been, perchance, influenced by the creature she saw, she saw in the movie, and when confronted with a wild animal in the dark, mixed the two up in her mind a bit and came up with the first version of the Chupacabra? This is also giving her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't just blatantly make up the whole sighting and intentionally used Syl as a basis for a Chupacabra's description. When interviewed, she said she had seen the film quite recently, so one can only assume that the image was still in the forefront of her mind. It's not exactly like the creature in the film, of course. Madeline said her version only had three fingers or toes and was only about four feet tall. But if you're staring at an alien creature, would you really take time to notice or count how many appendages it had? Exactly like I said! She also doesn't give consistent descriptions of the Chupacabra. For example, when interviewed by Benjamin Radford, she described it as having thin arms and legs. But in a piece by the Washington Post called Mystery Creature Ravages Puerto Rican Livestock, it says Tolentino noted a web-like film hanging beneath its short, pudgy arms. I mean, keep your story straight, woman. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I mean, I don't think she's making it up. I just think she's getting things confused in her mind and then misremembering because memories are imperfect. And eyewitness accounts are all, it's just not, it's not enough. It's nowhere close to enough. They're always just wrong. Or not always. They're always wrong. I mean, not wrong, but like often misremembered. 
On a side note, I saw Species when it came out on video as I had a sleepover for my 15th birthday and I went to our local video store to get two of the most lurid 15 rated films my friend and I could find. We didn't even have a blockbuster in my town, it was an Apollo video store. We came back with Species in a film starring Helen Mirren called The Hawk. I don't remember much about either, but check out the cover image of The Hawk. <laughs> it looks pretty bad, I wouldn't see this. Although Helen Mirren's rather good. I don't think this was the version we found, but can you blame us for wanting to watch it? It's also currently. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty bad. It's also currently rated 5.4 on IMDb, so this picture is probably better than having to sit through the whole thing. I do recall that my mum kept coming into the living room during any rude bits and species, which was kind of embarrassing. And then years later, while poking around in our video cupboard, which also now held DVDs, I found a copy of Species tucked away near the back, which I can only assume was my dad's. <laughs> Luckily, that was the only even slightly raised thing I ever found in the cupboard. But at the time, I remember thinking, Ooh, Dad! <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, back to the chupacabra. There was another witness to the strange animal saying it had multicolored spikes and large glowing red eyes, but he's been dropped from the main storyline as, for whatever reason, Madeline Tolentino's slightly different version got picked up and repeated by more media outlets. So, we've got a good explanation for how the alien creature entered the narrative, but this also leaves us with a couple of questions. Namely, what was actually causing the attacks, and also, what did Madeline Tolentino really see, if anything? I'm going to tackle the last question first. If Tolentino did see something strange that night and didn't just make it up, it's apparently possible that she might have seen an escaped monkey and her brain hadn't been able to put it into context. Rhesus macaques, or rhesus monkeys, were living in the wild of the Puerto Rican forest at the time. While originally brought to the island for research purposes, I dread to think, decades before some escaped, and there's a wild population to this day. So maybe Tolentino saw one of those in the dark and made up the rest, consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, whatever she saw. Um, I believe that I believe this is what happened. I don't know if it's a monkey, but she saw something and then she added extra bits. <laughs> This also helps us answer the first question of what was actually attacking all of these animals. While monkeys don't usually prey on larger animals like goats and cattle, it's possible that an individual or a group could potentially do this. Who knows what weird stuff they were subjected to in the labs. Other candidates include wild dogs and mongooses. In fact, the mongoose is the prime suspect, according to John Downs, a researcher for the Center for Fortean Zoology. One of their mission statements is, investigate and research mysterious animals around the world with scientific rigor, which sounds a bit like a waste of money but their research comes in handy for me in this case i don't know like researching weird animals around the world that sounds like you know science i i think looking for cryptids like looking for nessie is that's a waste of money that's a waste of time but these seem to be like doing real science which is nice in Benjamin Radford's book, Tracking the Chupacabra, the Vampire Beast in Fact, Fiction and Folklore, Downs is interviewed and says that in the early 1990s, Puerto Rico was having ratish, and the population of the mongoose rose as there was so much prey around. When the mongooses ended up eating most of the rats, they didn't have enough natural prey left to maintain their newly enlarged population, so started attacking things like chickens and goats instead. As mongoose numbers eventually returned to normal, there have been no more attacks attributed to the chupacabra. Puerto Rican zoologist Edward Velasquez also concluded that mongooses and wild dogs were more than likely behind the chupacabra attacks. But what about the blood being sucked out of the poor, dead animal? Well, that seems to have been a bit of good old-fashioned sensationalism. Yeah, I, this is like immediately where I go to. It's like, yeah, well, all of their blood wasn't drained. Or maybe it was drained, like pumped out their body, like what would happen if you slipped something's neck? The heart's gonna pump all that blood into a big puddle that would then seep into the grounds and it would look like the animals got no blood in it but it does and it wasn't sucked out and into some creature's body also if you just drink lots of blood don't you get that iron poisoning disease or something 
when tests and analyses of some of the dead animals were done none were found to be drained of blood if you see a dead animal lying on the ground with holes in its throat but no obvious blood around it and you've heard there's a vampiric alien on the loose you're probably going to add another stroke to the tally it's not like people were going to autopsy every dead goat or chicken they found farmers in puerto rico ain't got the time or the money for that i know that vet i mentioned carlos soto said that there were teeth marks like nothing he'd ever seen etc but how many dead animals is he really going to study maybe he just had a couple that happened to him and killed by humans in a nasty way or maybe he was just making it up to add to the story i couldn't really find out much else about what he had to say but the rest of the evidence or lack thereof speaks for itself not one real example of an exsanguinated animal was brought forth so i think we can safely say that the chupacabra of mid-1990s puerto rico was just some other animal and a couple of people's very vivid imaginations moving on let's take a look at the chilean examples in the year 2000. this is where it also went a bit conspiracy mad and nasa somehow got linked with the story this one's like the first one i think katie's absolutely nailed it with that explanation right there and this second one's just like oh come on it's not nasa it's just it's people's imaginations show me some photos of these mysterious nasa crates picking up aliens in chile it's like come on show me some photos show me some evidence show me something that is not people making up stories please the chupacabra attacks here seemed mostly to be on dogs rather than livestock with the creature being described as something more akin to the mothman or jersey devil of other cryptid lore and again autopsies aren't usually done on every dead dog you find lying on the street so it's not possible to confirm whether they had their blood sucked out or not i think this is just another case of a spate of animal deaths being linked to something supernatural because you either buy into the current story going around or you just do it for the lols the descriptions given of the so-called chupacabra in chile are pretty far outside of what is described in puerto rico so i don't even know if it's relevant to this episode the nasa connection is pretty funny though for one what the heck has nasa got to do with anything in chile even if the na stood for north american as i foolishly thought chile it's not in north america so what would they be doing flying chupacabra eggs around in marked containers let's just say on this one let's just say that there's plenty of non-conspiracies where north american governmental organizations were definitely very involved in south america and it wasn't nasa it was a three-letter one beginning with a c ending in an a and having an i in the middle the CIA. I don't know why I'm like it's like well-known and established facts and what does an aeronautical and space administration have to do with a weird unidentifiable animal oh I don't know Katie because it's an alien <laughs> unless it really was an alien or as some thought an alien's pet maybe oh my god come on the idea that aliens have pets we would be the aliens pets does nasa have any kind of jurisdiction over alien things going on in other countries i have no idea but i doubt it they even started to be accused of carrying out genetic experiments on the chupacabras or even having created them themselves again i don't think this is the sort of thing that nasa does they're pretty busy doing aviation and space stuff so probably don't have time to branch off into genetically engineering vampiric noseless creatures oh come on gatey that's what the government wants you to believe you may think this is laughable i do but it got so much attention that nasa had to issue an official statement nasa why just ignore it nasa it seems that spokesman brian welch was pretty used to having to refute nasa's involvement in suspicious events saying before this it was the face on mars and before that it was modifying the weather before that we were beaming radiation for, from satellites to make people impotent before that they were saying we faked the moon landing ah a spokesperson for nasa's job is never done but isn't that just a convenient way of covering up this latest thing as yet another crackpot conspiracy theory 
Well, yeah, because it's a crackpot conspiracy theory. Welch then went on to say, If you were persuaded to believe that sort of thing, you'd blame the last person you would go to for confirmation of it. I mean, people who believe this sort of thing certainly aren't beating down the door to ask us about it. What? I find this a bit confusing. Is he saying people are blaming NASA because they aren't going to directly ask them about it? But they did, and they ha- but they did, and they have, and here you are, Brian, talking directly about it, but not really outright denying anything, which seems suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe Brian is such a big brain that he's saying something that I don't, and Katie don't understand, because he works for NASA. Although he's the spokesman for NASA, he's not exactly a rocket scientist, is he? But that statement does seem very confusing. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Brian. Okay, so let's move on to the North American version of the Chupacabra. Gone are the wings and standing on two legs. It's now more like a weirdly colored dog that definitely has a nose. And here's where we can finally bust this myth wide open. Oh, Katie, I feel like we've already done that, haven't we? In North America, at least, what people have come to refer to as the Chupacabra is basically a mangy old coyote. How disappointing. I'm sorry, but it's true. And if one you see isn't a full-on coyote, it's some crossbreed of a coyote and a wolf or similar. I did not know that coyotes and wolves could crossbreed. That sounds terrifying. I mean, only because wolves are terrifying. Coyotes are terrifying, but not like to the same level as a wolf. Although I don't really know anything about coyotes. I just don't see them as, da as dangerous as wolves. So I guess like a wolf coyote would be a slightly less dangerous wolf. But any sort of thing that's close to a wolf, I'm scared of. Except for small dogs, but I still don't like them. Not not all small dogs, just like those yappy small dogs, the ankle-biting small dogs. Here's how we know. There are multiple videos and photos of this iteration of the Chupacabra, so most people can tell just by looking at it that it's definitely a canine of some sort. So why doesn't it have any fur or just tufts in random places? Well, unfortunately, this poor old coyote is suffering from scabies. In which, which in canines means there are mites burrowing into its skin which causes its fur to fall out that's horrible the mites are burrowing into its skin its skin is gross to look at and will probably eventually kill it as the animal can't hunt in its normal fashion the loss of hair and its crusty skin is known as mange in the and in the wild it's coyotes and foxes that suffer from it the most i know mange i've heard of mange i feel like i know what mange looks like i didn't realize it was from little bugs burrowing into their skin and causing their hair to fall out which is horrible that then leads us to the goat sucking part of the legend a wild animal that's infested with mites and then suffering from knock-on effects such as dehydration and infections can't effectively hunt so it'll go for easy targets like goats chickens and larger slower prey that is easier to attack regardless of whether the coyote can actually eat it or not the prey is not dragged away as the coyote doesn't really have the strength anymore it's also worth pointing out that coyotes dogs etc can't actually suck blood out of anything they could lap it up, but think about your dog trying to suck something with its funny snout on the end of its face. It just can't do it. Oh yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, dogs and cats lap like... Which is weird. Which is weird, like whereas we drink, which seems much more efficient. The taxidermy Texas blue dog was held up as an example of a real-life chupacabra, but really the only person championing it was the woman who found it, Phyllis Canyon. Some of her chickens were attacked, and when she later found the dead animal, she linked it to the chupacabra with some pretty holy logic. Her brother worked with Hispanic farmhands, and when she mentioned that her chickens had been bitten and then she found this weird creature, he offered up the theory of El Chupacabra, as that was apparently something his Hispanic farmers talked about. Canyon has steadfastly claimed her chickens were drained of blood, but there's no evidence that she had a necroscopy done, which would confirm that. <laughs> I don't know what a necroscopy is. Let's have a quick look up. A rarely used form for autopsy. 
Okay, there we go. I thought it was maybe something specific to do with, like, the blood sucking. What is more likely is that she saw a chicken had been bitten, and because it hadn't bled much, she just assumed that it had no blood left, which I think is a common misconception with these attacks. If something's had its throat savaged, but the body has been left on the ground with no big pool of blood, people have leapt to the conclusion the body must be drained of blood, rather than, hmm, presumably there's still a lot of blood inside the body that hasn't leaked out of this small wound. Yeah, my thought was it's, like, soaked into the ground or whatever, but... Yeah, I guess, like, if the heart stops, it just pulls in the body, right? It's not gonna all drain. Carrion kept refuting that it could be a mangy coyote, as it was apparently completely bald with no hair at all, although she said that it had a strip of hair down its back that could have looked like the spikes of the Puerto Rican version of the chupacabra. So her story just doesn't stay straight. She also described it as having three toes, but in photos of it you can clearly see that it's got four. Canyon apparently made some good money off of her finds, and even had a merchandise website at one point, although I wasn't able to find it, so it must have been taken down. Yeah. Oh look, money got involved with this story. <laughs> What a surprise. Benjamin Radford mentioned it in his book, saying she sold things like a two-tone, 14-carat gold and sterling silver chupacabra charm for $35 and up, as well as your bog-standard t-shirts and hats. Okay, hustle that hustle right there. In case you're wondering, an actual DNA test was done on a blue dog and it came back as a coyote, so there you go. Well, that's case closed then, isn't it? Boom. Done. I guess Canyon is just someone who doesn't let the boring truth get in the way of a good story. Conclusion this whole thing is a very modern myth, crafted around real-life events with real-life animals behind it. It just took on a supernatural spin that people ran with, and now the Chupacabra exists as a newly minted cryptid with all the trappings that come with it. This includes a recent movie called Chupa, about a baby Chupacabra which is extremely floofy and has wings, so basically not conforming to either the canonical Chupacabras in its history, unless you count the Chilean one. I didn't sit through it myself, 5.5 on IMDb. <laughs> I like how Katie always goes to IMDb for the movie ratings. I always go to Rotten tomatoes first because i feel imdb everything sits between five and eight doesn't it like this movie's probably not good but it still gets a 5.5 let's look it up on rotten tomatoes what do you think i'm gonna say it gets 31 from the audience and 23 from the critics 31 and 23 31 audience Ooh, it does better 65 oh this is a good okay it's not a good movie but somehow the critics give this movie a higher rating. Oh, this looks old. How old is this? 2023? Really? That CGI does not look that great. And that kid looks like he has a very early 2000s haircut. Okay, the critics liked it. 68%. Audience 62. Okay then. <laughs> but my son reported back that it was really fun. Oh, it's a kid's movie. Okay, my daughter's a bit more discerning, however. And she said it was sucky like the name. Good one, girl. <laughs> So after researching this cryptid, we can conclude that anything that looks kind of like a bald coyote is just that. I suppose it's hard for people to immediately identify it as, oh, we're used to seeing animals covered in fur, so they're much smaller and weirder looking without it. In a way, because of their condition and therefore the change in their appearance and normal patterns of behavior, these poor mange-ridden canines have basically become what we now call chupacabras, strange-looking dog creatures that attack livestock. As for whatever it was hanging around the Amarillo Zoo, though, I have no idea. But if it's the original Chupacabra come back to restake its claim, we should probably loop NASA into the situation as soon as possible. Yes, I'm sure NASA will definitely care. Uh, this has been an episode of Decoding the Unknown. So the Chupacabra is basically just a, a mangy dog. A mangy coyote. What a surprise. It's not real. Oh my. Oh, I was, one, I was hoping it, you know, at the beginning it was like, maybe this will be the one. Maybe this is the cryptid that exists. 
but it's just a mangy dog thank you for being here if you enjoy the show like subscribe if you're listening as a podcast please leave a review and i'll see you next time everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.